At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It is primetime action on a Tuesday night from the South Point Sportsbook Studio. Welcome in, everybody. Ben Wilson with Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. We have a big show on tap tonight. We'll get into some of our guests here in a little bit because we have a lot on tap. But, Matt, we begin with day number two, VEASAN baseball betting pentathlon. And we have a couple of games, one of which that is about to start in just a few minutes. So we should start right there. Yeah, we are going to uh, we're gonna, we're gonna try to bring our record to 3-0. I think, we're, I think our goal is to go ahead and just – Sweep this thing. Yeah, just nonchalantly. Just win the whole thing. A little 5-0 yeah. action. Definitely. You know, especially on our, our prop that we're doing on Thursday that's going to be a, like a 14-1, to 1, something like that. Yeah, the oh, no, yeah. the no. We'll just bet the no hitter prop. We're on gonna Thursday. have a. We're gonna have a. Uh, we're gonna pick a pitcher to hit a home run, even though they don't, they don't hit anymore. <laughs> so uh, he's gonna have to pinch hit or something like that in order to get a home run. So we're we're gonna go that. Hey, Matt, the Viper Hawks can't lose. Okay, Team Viper. If that doesn't get you fired up for some yes. beasted baseball betting pentathlon, I don't know what will. That yeah. was worth that's worth the nineteen dollars a month from now to July the thirty first <laughs> to a, for a Vison Plus subscription and whatever, just so you can see the video and you can get the Viper Hawks. One dollar and six cents per day. Yeah, that is we, totally we already worth. figured. The primetime action Viper Hawks. Let's uh, go, boys. What do we got on deck for tonight? We got three minutes and change before the Reds and the Yankees, Graham Ashcraft and Garrett Cole. If you want to take the Yankees as home favorites, it's going to cost you minus 315 cool. as home favorites in this one. Uh, plus 260 on the road as underdogs are the Reds. A flat eight is the total there. A couple of minutes later, you got the Phillies and the Blue Jays. Uh, Andrew Bellotti is going for the Phillies. Jose Barrios for the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are minus 190 as home favorites in this one, plus 160 for the Phillies. So the Phillies already down injuries all over the place as well, and then they also have players who can't play because of their COVID situation, because of their vaccination situation. So check that Phillies lineup if you were looking to play. I know JT Ralmuto is one of the guys that is uh, on the exempt list because he is unvaccinated, so just go and check that out uh, if you are looking to play the Phillies as big underdogs tonight up there in Toronto. Red Sox and the Rays. Chris Sale making his uh, debut on the season here. For the Red Sox, Corey Kluber in the Rays. This is about a coin flip, a little bit in favor of the Red Sox on the road here. Uh, minus 115, minus 105 type situation. Seven and a half is the total. 
710 Eastern, we got the White Sox and the Guardians, Dylan Cease and Connor Pilkington. Look, we had to pick a favorite tonight. We didn't even consider the White Sox or Tony LaRusso's manager. Not this even This guy for a second. is just a complete clown show. If you didn't see this earlier today in game one, he gets an 0 1 count on Jose Ramirez and then intentionally walks him. <laughs> After an 0-1 count, like what if you're the pitcher? Are you sitting there going, "Did what did you want me to? Do you want me to throw a ball, or did you want me to beat him, or like what did you want? Like why did you even have me throw a pitch if you I'm were just going to so intentionally confused. walk?" I'm so confused. They by were this down guy. five nothing in the game yeah. too when that happened. It's just the guy is Hilarious. the guy's just not two out with a man on second. Yeah. Sorry, three so nothing. They were down. It's not they like lost, you're setting up a double one. play yeah. or anything. You know like, that's not working. Just just insanity. Anyway, they have their their most consistent pitcher on the hill tonight in Dylan Cease. He has actually been. Really good for them. They are minus 170 favorites at DraftKings. Uh, plus 145 if you want the Guardians at home as underdogs. Eight and a half is the total. 720 Eastern Mets and the Braves. This is David Peterson and Spencer Strider. Strider continuing on in his uh, really strong rookie campaign here is a minus 215 home favorite. Plus 185 on Peterson and the Mets on the road as underdogs. Eight and a half is the total. Just your classic 65-cent line move in that game. Hey, look, I am – it was it <laughs> was mean. tempting to play the Mets in a situation like this because, as we mentioned, listen, Strider has been awesome, The pro, but and, and I say problem. It's not really a problem when you throw 101, but he's a two-pitch pitcher, right? And what we have seen with these two-pitch pitchers is eventually these big league hitters are so good, they just – they get the tape on you, they kind of figure out – and they're able to to really make an adjustment in Strider's last outing. He was he he only threw ten changeups. Everything else was fastball slider. Like he is a he's a two pitch guy. Now listen, when you're one when one of the two pitches again is a hundred and one mile an hour fastball, you can get away with a lot. Uh, so it might not be tonight that they that they figure Strider out, but at some point he's going to have to develop a third pitch if he's going to uh, to continue the success here in this one. But again, eight and a half the total there plus one eighty five if you want the Mets on the road as underdogs. Here's our play of the evening. Let's go. Mariners and the Nationals. <laughs> Viper Hawks, official pick for the underdog. Um, we are taking the Nationals. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> this is great. We are taking the Nationals, and this is flipped, boys. This is we're flipped. moving lines. Hey, we're moving lines on our fictional bets here. <laughs> we got the Nationals as dogs in this one. Uh, Josiah Gray with the Nationals. Chris Flexen with the Mariners. Um Minus one, it's now minus one, 125 at DraftKings on the Nationals here. So this is a huge, huge, big, big move in favor of the Nationals. Plus 105 for the Mariners on the road as underdogs, nine and a half. Again, we, as far as the contest goes, we took the Nationals earlier today when they were underdogs in this game. Um, I can't imagine this line move is strictly based off the one little bit of news that the Mariners are not going to be without Julio Rodriguez tonight. This would be a massive Line move just for one player being out, and again, the one player being a rookie uh, and all that. But I mean, I assume something like that had to be in play here, Ben, because I mean, this was a this was a huge move. You would you would think so. It can't just be oh, we realized Chris Flexen is starting yeah. tonight. Let's go ahead and fade him. I I'm totally with you. In most books, it, at the start of the day, Mariners were favored here. Yeah. There, when we made this pick, there were a couple shops in the minus 103, 104 range. So it wasn't like it was just a rogue book. We found a bad number. I mean, this yeah. is basically the whole market moving against the uh, Mariners as we got closer to game time. That being said, this game is in a rain delay, so we will monitor this one whenever it does finally get going. You said last you saw it was going to be about 30 minutes They late. are saying 735 Eastern first pitch for both this game and the Reds-Yankees game. Those both in under rain delays. Yeah, so just be be sure and, and monitor that as well because they, these things could get pushed back again. If that's the case, you'll have even longer to bet if you want to do that or however you want to, to go about it. But, yes, it was a – it was a bet here, again, if we want to do a little bit of explaining. Uh, Chris Flexen has been absolutely atrocious, Ben. He has been – and if you look at his if you look at his underlying stats as well, they're worse. Like, we always look at the advanced stats because here's the thing. If you look at what the expected – you know, Sierra is one. We talk about XFIP all the time, XERA, all these different things like that. Sierra is skill interactive ERA. XFIP is expected fielding independent pitching. You can get expected ERA, all these things like that. We're trying to look into the future here, right? Like ERA and how many strikeouts a guy has and, and all that stuff like that, which is is great and it's still a good baseline whenever we're handicapping baseball, but that's what the guy's done in the past. And we're trying to predict what he's going to do in the future because we're making bets on 
future performance here. And so, you know, that's why we look at these other statistics and try to figure out, hey, look, has this guy been really lucky? Is this guy due for some positive and or negative regression? What can we try to find in in some of these stats that the surface stats don't really show us? And if you look in and dig into Flex in here, um, he's 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 due for some some negative regression. Now that might not come tonight and it might not come against the Nationals again. The Nationals not necessarily with a a powerhouse lineup mm-hmm. or anything like that. We are just going into you know our thinking is going into a game here in which we one had to pick an underdog because that's part of the contest and so we'll take an underdog here that we felt is probably more along the lines of well, it ended up being that they are the favorite. We figured that they were probably actually should be favored in this whenever you really dig into flex in here. And then you do take Rodriguez out of this lineup here. Speed, a little bit of power, on-base percentage, all the stuff like that. And I think we made a really good play. Prohibitive AL rookie of the year favorite now. Mm-hmm. Minus two and a half dollars in a lot of shops on Julio Rodriguez. It's funny, too, with flexing because this was kind of the guy he was last year. And it's funny how you say regression might not happen mm-hmm. this start it might not happen for a while and last year the regression never really came flexen yeah. was 14 and 6 last year 361 ERA with advanced numbers XERA XFIP both well over 425 and he was so the league average for strand rate your left on base percentage it's about 72% so anything higher than that guys that are leaving more runners on uh, percentage then that indicates okay you're getting really fortunate with leaving a lot of runners on base last year his strand rate was 77% so again he was getting fortunate mm-hmm. last year you look at the numbers this year 4 ERA flat but the XERA 508 XFIP 490 and his strand rate once again is very, very high above league average at, uh, at 78%. So a guy who strikes out fewer than seven guys per nine innings, who does not miss a whole lot of bats, who has all these underlying numbers going against him. Yeah, it, It's kind of the thing that led us down this path. And you look at Josiah Gray on the other side, it's not like the numbers on the surface jump out at the page to you, Matt, with a you know, 414 ERA. His advanced yeah. numbers aren't great, but a guy who does miss a lot of bats, he is one of the elite uh, hard-hit percentage guys under 29%, yeah. which there's only, only 30. K rate, yeah. a sub-10% walk rate. So, I mean, like, you know, we'd rather it be a little bit lower, but still, sub-10% walk rate, 27% K rate. The Sierra is lower than the ERA, so it looked, you know, he's a little bit better than what he's shown on the surface here. And against a Mariners lineup that, look, let's just be honest, it's, it's a pretty weak lineup, like up and down. Uh, we'll take our chances here with Josiah Gray. 21st in hard hit percentage against righties, the Mariners are this year. So I I always like looking at those things, and you're combining a lineup that doesn't make a lot of hard contact against a guy who generally misses bats. I I just look for those combinations of things at play. And, you know, again, we're looking for a dog, so (laughs) it kind of worked out. A couple of other games here this hour, the Brewers and the Twins, Jason Alexander and Josh Winder. Um, Alexander and the Brewers are plus 135 road underdogs. If you want Winder and the Twins as home favorites, minus 155 for them. Nine is the total there. Dodgers and Cardinals coming to you about 7.45 Eastern. Mitch White is going for the Dodgers tonight. Jordan Hicks, I believe, is going to be the opener here for the Cardinals, and I think they will then go to a bulk reliever. Uh, Minus 165 on the Dodgers on the road as favorites, plus 140 for the Cardinals at home as underdogs, 9 is your total there. Uh, we do have some at the top of the hour as well. We'll get to those here yep. on the other side. And if you ca- in case there's some games you want to uh, to get in on while the lines are, are you know where they are right now, and then also we'll give you our other play of the year. Absolutely. We'll go deeper into the MLB card as well next because we have Adam Burke, VEASAN lead MLB analyst, also participating in the VEASAN baseball betting pentathlon. We'll get him on the show next to talk the rest of the MLB slate. Big show for you as well tonight. We'll talk open championship with Ben Raza, Talk Lakers, Summer League, and off-season storylines with Jovan Buha coming up a little bit later in the show as well. More 32 teams and 32 shows talking NFL, so a lot still to come right here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now till the end of this month. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets. That includes some random guy named Adam Burke on Major League Baseball, who we're going to talk to momentarily. NFL preseason coverage and premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19. $24.76 Canadian. Oh. Dollar strong, baby. Dollar strong. To be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. I saw the dollar, dollar and euro are the exact same. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Our Canadian friends, we told you to buy it yesterday. It was six Canadian cents cheaper yesterday Oof. than it is today. It's, it's costing you six Canadian pennies more today than it did <laughs> yesterday. You need to do it now so you don't cost yourself 12 Canadian pennies tomorrow. Well, not only that, it was a dollar a day yesterday. Now it's a dollar six yeah. because we have one day less till the end of the month here. So again, we're, that's, we're trying to save you money. Yeah. We're, we're trying to save you money while making you money. That's right. Exactly. That's what we're doing. Exactly. There it is. Let's welcome in Adam Burke, who is part of that uh, promo read. He's our lead MLB analyst. He's, we've got a daily column you can read of his every single day at vcin.com. Him and I happen to host a show together. Call the run line Sunday nights, 8 to 10 Eastern. Adam, you look so comfortable in that recliner. I'm really, really jealous of, of you uh, right now. Uh, let's start with this. Matt and I were talking about this in the first segment. Tony Larusa, it's like the guy just can't get out of his own way. This is a White Sox team that can't get out of their own way. Intentionally walks Jose Ramirez on an 0-1 count earlier today. You and I, I feel like it's a broken record. We've talked about this team so often on our weekly baseball show here at the network. Uh, what do you make of the White Sox, just what you've seen here now over the last week and what happened today, and what do you make of them in the second game of this doubleheader tonight? I did take them in the second game of the doubleheader. I took the first five run line with them. I think Dylan Cease is a tough matchup for Cleveland, and, and Cease obviously pitching extremely well here. I think he's given up three earned runs over his last six or seven starts. Uh, but look, I mean, this team... Honestly, on a daily basis, they look like they'd rather be anywhere else. So a little bit worried about them tonight, despite such a good advantage with the pitching matchup. But Larusa needs to go. You know, I mean, the networks are talking about it now. The fans have been talking about it. Obviously, we know the players are talking about it as well. Uh, but he's very deep into the pockets of Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner. So I don't know if it's going to happen, but it absolutely should because he's holding this team back, maybe even more so than their litany of injuries has held them back this season. You are uh... – you are starting off well as you have a an Abreu two run shot. Yeah, that works. Yes, yeah, to <laughs> start convenient. here to start things off. So uh, good on you, there, Adam. Um, as we look down the card tonight, is there any other plays that you that that really stuck out to you? Some of the stuff I thought tonight was there were some fairly interesting lines here. I mean, listen, I understand Garrett Cole is is Garrett Cole. At, you know, an over three dollar favorite. I always, I always fade those. You get down a little bit further into the uh, into the card as well. You see this like Royals Tigers line. It's like nearly a pick 'em and stuff. There are some interesting lines tonight. Yeah, there definitely are. Uh, you know, Garrett Cole. I mean, look, you know, he's going to be a big favorite anytime he faces anybody, but especially a team like Cincinnati. I do really like Graham Ashcraft long term. I don't know how he'll fare today against this Yankees lineup, but I do like him long term. He's a guy that throws extremely hard with cutting action. He's a 
pretty interesting pitcher for sure. Uh, one game that I did take a look at here today, I actually took the first five over in the game between Baltimore and the Cubs, where you got Jordan Lyles on the mound. And Jordan Lyles has been great at home, and Oriole Park has all of a sudden become quite a pitcher's park. But he's been awful on the road, and he's given up all 12 of his home runs away from home so far here this season. Wind blowing out a little bit at Wrigley. It's a fairly warm night, but I don't think Lyles is going to be all that good. And, and the thing about Baltimore is we've talked about their pitching throughout the course of the season. We've talked about their bullpen, but their offense, their contact quality has gotten significantly better on the offensive side. And Adrian Sampson's a guy who's you know been kind of a journeyman. He actually went over to Korea for a season and pitched in the KBO. He's just not a very good pitcher. The numbers he has so far are not representative of his talent level. So I took the first five over four and a half in that Orioles and Cubs game. I think the full game over nine isn't a bad look either. But, uh, you know, that Orioles bullpen is just so strong that I figure I could probably go ahead and play that one without worrying about their bullpen. Orioles could get to 500 with a win tonight, believe it or not. That is just absolutely insane. any Any team that has... Ryan Mountcastle <laughs> on the team yeah. is definitely is definitely going They're to be They're a contender, yes. automatically. Uh, you yeah. can follow Adam, by the way, at Skating Tripods, for those of you who do not already. I want your take on the game that starts here in a couple minutes. Spencer Strider, who is now the National League Rookie of the Year, favorite at 2-1. to one. He and the Braves, beneficiaries of a, I'm seeing Adam in some shops, 70-cent steam move here from $1.50 on the opener. This is now as high as two twenty-five in some shops on the East Coast. Is I, I know you're certainly a fan of his. What do you make of this matchup, and is that type of move warranted in, in a game like this tonight? You're on the air, so I know Spencer Strider is going to wind up shoving, <laughs> as he often point. does when you're on the air. Uh, look, I will say this. I, I took the Mets for the, the baseball betting pentathlon that we have going on here across the shows and across some of our ringers like me, Greg Peterson, and Wes Reynolds, just simply because, look, it's a four-day event. You know, to me, it looked like one of those things where I had to go ahead and take a big dog, given that I lost by a half run yesterday uh, on that Padres and Rockies total. But I think this line has just gotten too high at this point in time. David Peterson's been good, and I know he's facing a right-handed heavy lineup, but he does have some swing and miss over a strikeout per inning. If nothing else, I mean, I think that the Mets can kind of keep this game close. So maybe you look at Mets plus one and a half on the run line, something like that. But Anytime you see a 70 cent line move, I mean, there has to be some measure of resistance on the other side. And as good as Strider's been, you know, over his last few starts, he hasn't faced good offenses, certainly not good offenses against right handed pitching. So I think the Mets can put up a little bit more of a fight. I'm not saying that they win the game. I hope that they do. Uh, I didn't personally bet this, I just used it for the, the pentathlon contest that we're doing. But I think at plus 180, the Mets are, are at least worthy of consideration. Yeah, I mentioned that whenever we were kind of previewing here. I mean, one of the things is is it will eventually come back to haunt him, maybe not anytime soon here when you do throw 100 miles an hour. But uh, I'm sure you've seen as well, like Strider's pitch repertoire is, is just too pivot. I mean, he's a he's fastball slider, that's it. I mean, he threw, he threw either 10 changeups in, uh, in his last outing. And so um, at some point, he's going to need to get a third pitch so they can at least so they, they at least have in the back of their mind maybe a third pitch is coming here, and it's not just going to be always uh, hard, 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 hard. But, again, when you have the the 100 as one of those two pitches, that'll get you by for a while. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I will say, though, is you, know, you look at guys like Spencer Strider, as you mentioned, a pretty shallow arsenal. You look at a guy like Nestor Cortez for the Yankees, where he largely lives on deception, but now he's facing AL East lineups for the third, maybe even the fourth time this year. Those are things that can hurt a pitcher. You know, I don't believe in team versus pitcher stats or anything like that, but just simply seeing a guy multiple times, knowing what's coming, knowing the tendencies, how he wants to pitch from a mental standpoint, all of that can be something that is really important for an offense. So, you know, to your point on Strider, not really having a lot of pitches in the arsenal, that's definitely worrisome. And the other thing, and in fact, I just wrote about this and it'll go up at vston.com tonight and it'll be in point spread weekly tomorrow. I wrote about some young pitchers that are going to be reaching high inning thresholds that they've never really reached before. Spencer Strider is one of them. Alec Manoa, Shane McClanahan, Tony Gonsolin, these really young dominant starting pitchers that haven't thrown 130, 140, 150 innings before. You start to worry about those guys as they get deeper into the season, as the grind kind of wears them down a little bit. Again, Adam Burke joining us here on the show, Primetime Action. Adam re- referencing Spencer Strider, who when we were on the air together, Matt, 
I took a live in-game total overbet on the Padres because it was Strider's like second big league appearance. I'd never heard of the guy on Sunday um, Night Baseball. Promptly threw four and a third hitless innings. Yes, in relief. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what are we? And I think like and I think like, out like, like hundred and two. Oh, something. and it was like yeah, not, yeah, yeah. guys weren't even close to making yeah. contact on a Sunday Night Baseball game. That's that's why we joke about Spencer Strider. <laughs> uh, you speak of McClanahan and Manoa, two guys who are right at the top of that AL Cy Young odds board right now. As a result, and given potential innings caps or longer innings leashes than we've seen in the past, how do you handicap? that AL Cy Young race right now, Adam, heading into this All-Star break? Yeah, look, I mean, at this point in time, I think it's Justin Verlander's award to lose simply because I don't know how deep Shane McClanahan will go into this season throwing six or seven innings. I mean, you know, the Rays, it'd be interesting to see how the Rays hang on without Wander Franco for basically, you know, six to eight weeks because he's such an integral part of that lineup. They've already had a bunch of injuries anyway. If they start slipping a little bit in that wild card race, do they look at this thing and say, you know what? For us to get there and play a best of three and be a dog in that situation, even with McClanahan pitching one of those games, is that worth it for us in terms of his long-term health? You know, for the Blue Jays, they don't really have a choice. They're built to win now. They need Alec Manoa out there because their starting rotation is not particularly good. Maybe he's a guy from a frame standpoint that can kind of hold up a little bit better than some of the other guys. But I think it's very dicey that McClanahan and Manoa end up throwing 160, 170 innings this year. So to me, I think you have to look at a Justin Verlander. You have to look at a Garrett Cole, where if Cole gets on track in the second half and gets back to being the dominant guy that he is, he's thrown 200 innings before. He's not going to wear down. So I think that you kind of have to weigh that a little bit here. Shohei Otani probably gets shut down, too, with the Angels not really playing very well. He'll still bat every day, but he won't pitch every five or six days. So I think that those are really important considerations in that AL Cy Young race. No, that's a great point. Uh, Adam Burke, who you see his work at vsin.com. Follow him at Skating Tripods. He'll be on the air tomorrow, betting across America, 3 p.m. Eastern, and then every single Sunday night with from 8 to 10 Eastern. I get to host that show with Adam along with uh, Josh Tower. So, Adam, always a pleasure having you on. Enjoy that comfy recliner there. Hopefully the White Sox can hang on for you there and your, uh, your pentathlon bet tonight. Absolutely, guys. Have a good night. It's 10, uh, 10 pitch at bat, by the way, from Brandon Nimmo leading off the game against Spencer Strider. Finally got go. him out, but that was, uh, that was quite the battle. Wear him down a little bit. Wear him down! Yeah. We'll see how that we're, But we're Braves fans, kind of. Sort of. Sort of, yeah. You know. it, the, the, the oppo sweats, the, the anti-sweats yeah. were so fun last night. We're doing more of it, it tonight. It is. It is so fun. We're going to talk a little NFL on the other side. Talk some alt-win totals in the AFC South and NFC North next. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Now, those two games we were just talking about, Seattle-Washington, our pick in the Beeson Baseball Betting Pentathlon, and Cincinnati and the New York Yankees, those have been bumped another half hour back, Matt. And I know Kelly just sent us a tweet from our friend Kevin Roth, the meteorologist, and it does not look great. A lot of, ra- a lot of radar in the area, so it sounds like this will be a significant delay, but they think this game will actually be played, so that's at least good. Yes, we have some, and we have some time to, we got time. to adjust if, uh, if, if need be here. Uh, we do have some other games at the top of the hour, just in case you want to get in on at the current lines. We've got the Orioles and the Cubs, Jordan Lyles, Adrian Sampson. Jordan Lyles and the Orioles, plus 105 on the road as underdogs. Cubs, minus 125 home favorites. Nine is the total in that one. The other 805 Eastern is the A's and the Rangers. This one was actually tempting to me when in our, in our contest for the A's as underdogs here, just because it's the battle of two absolute garbage pitchers, like garbage pitchers, yeah. and Caprillion's less garbage than Otto is. So I was going to take like just the semi garbage over the full on dumpster garbage, but that would have been quite the sweat. Yeah, I like our I like our 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 decision anyway. <laughs> Otto is somehow a minus one sixty five home favorite. Over the A's. I understand that is just the status of the A's right now, but holy mackerel. Plus 140 on the A's on the road as underdogs. Eight and a half is the total. 810 Eastern, the Tigers and the Royals. This one, almost a coin flip. A little bit shaded towards the Royals in this thing. Nine is the total. Bo Brisky and Chris Bubich are the guys going at it in this one. Um, 
Good on you if you want to play. If you want to play that one, yeah, have fun. Yeah, you got to watch have, that. Have too. fun. Yeah, good on. We'll good on we'll, you. Uh, we'll preview as well. There are three other late games. One of which is our other play. We have our favorite in that Padre Rocking game. We'll talk about that a little bit later, since that is an eight forty Eastern start. A little bit over an hour there until first pitch. We can discuss uh, later. We'll update some of the scores as well uh, in a couple of segments here. But let us get into. We'll, we'll talk tonight on our thirty-two teams in thirty-two question mark question mark shows. Matt, we will talk Colts and then Packers. So two really interesting teams to talk about this year. Uh, we'll talk Colts first in a little bit, but as a result, since we're talking AFC South and then NFC North to a degree, we have some alt-win totals we can flash up. Uh, as we had the discussion last night, Matt talking uh, Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars, and giving some of your thoughts, interested to see where your thoughts will then translate to on this board. So as we take a look at some of these uh, alt-totals right now, had the first discussion of these last week. If you look at the uh, Titans, who we talked about last night, they're all low to the under. If you want to go under eight, that's a pretty juicy two to one. If you wanted to go over 10, that's also two to one. Uh, we had also talked about the, uh, if we looked at the Houston Texans as well last night, so they're alt under three and a half plus 185 and the alt over five and a half plus 250. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. These, these alts are things that we're trying to figure out, you know, like, hey, is there any value one side or the other? You really have to have some conviction no, on no a doubt. like you, you need to like go in with a massive amount of conviction because the thing about these alts is a team really does have to kind of greatly overachieve or greatly underachieve. There's not really ever any team who just barely does. It's always if you go back and you look, there's always this handful of teams that greatly overachieves and the handful of teams that greatly underachieve. You rarely see these teams who are like, ah, eh, they're just a little bit better than we thought. Eh, they're just a little right. bit worse than we thought. It's typically because something goes wrong over the course of the season. Quarterback injury, um, you know, major, major injuries on the offensive line, major injuries on the uh, at the wide receiver core, something like that. Like, and, and that typically derails, end up derailing, you know, some seasons and stuff for, for these various teams. And so, you know, we'll talk about the Colts a little bit later in the show. If we look at these other three teams that we've already talked about, you know, I, I do believe there is very, very little motivation for the Texans in this. I mean, from a, from a, from an organizational standpoint, again, the players are going to play hard. We know this. There's no doubt about that. But from an organizational standpoint, there's very little motivation for this team to win a lot. you know. And so could they finish this year with three wins, especially if we think the Jags are going to take a step forward? Like if we think the Jags are actually going to be better this year, could this Texans team finish 3-14? and 14? I mean, it's a, it would be a tough task for sure. But I do not think by any stretch of the imagination it's out of the realm of possibility. Like, I, right. I think that that is – I think that it is certainly well within – especially at the Jack. so let's say the Jacks do take a step forward, right? Yeah. You got the new coaching staff. You finally get someone in there that Trevor Lawrence can, like, you know, learn from and, and, and all this. You get ATN back. You've got – you know, so maybe there's – Maybe everything kind of starts moving in the right direction. That's not to say the Jags are going to be good by any by any stretch, but that does mean that the Jags now are not a not a team that you can just assume that the the Texans are going to split with, right? Like maybe it is like a, an zero and two type situation with the with the Jags. If that's the case, three I think three wins is not is not crazy. It's just crazy. I mean, I, I think the you know the odds makers are telling you a little bit of what they think about this team too. Just in this market. Because they don't have anybody, they don't have any other team anywhere close to as high as plus 250 on an alt, on an alt one way or the other. So the alt over a five and a half, I think that tells you a little bit what they think about that, there's, that there's no way that's getting home. Got to lay $3 on the under five and a half, too, <laughs> right, if, you really, yeah. if you wanted to try to do a bankroll bet or something, yeah. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, I, I think, Matt, that's, I think that's fair to say. I think the... Uh, again, like you said, we're going to talk Colts a little bit more later. I mean, if I had to make one in this division, it'd probably be on their alt over at two to one. But even that, it's it's tough to figure out because for for that to hit, I think it requires the entire division to be a complete dumpster fire, and and, and you know even the Titans being worse than we think they probably are going to be, which we're not very high on, anyways. I don't think the Jags. Are we going to take a major step forward? I think we're they're going to be close to the team that we saw last year. Maybe you know, maybe a little bit better. They have to be better, but like I don't think they're going to be way better like some people do. So I, I that's where I, I could see the Colts absolutely dominating this division. But 
I, I don't know that I'm running. Their their schedule is tough enough that I'm not. They would. I'm not running to bet that over mm-hmm. on the eleven. It's, it's one of those things with the with the Texans too. Like this. So this this under three and a half comes in at plus one eighty five. You're talking about a team that went four and twelve in 2020, went four and thirteen in 2021, and you could argue that this team is worse this year. Yeah. Than they were the last two. We seasons did all the positional well. rankings right. last night. It was yeah. not. It was not good. It was way more <laughs> going out than it was coming yeah. in. Right. They hardly spent any yeah. money in free agency. And again, this was an organizational decision, which I I still think is the right thing to do, right? I mean, like you you understand you are a long time away from totally. being a true yeah. contender. Build it all from the ground up. Get a bunch of young guys. Get a bunch of draft picks, and and you know build with a found, build foundationally with one of the top three quarterbacks. You know, hopefully the top th- top quarterback. You know, in the draft this next season because you have the the worst record in the league. And so, I think they're going about it the right way. And so, I mean, again. Four and twelve, four and thirteen, arguably worse this year on paper anyway. I don't think that's the worst bet, plus one eighty five on the on the on the all tundra. I don't think it's the worst yeah. bet. I don't think I it's the worst have, bet. I would have just assumed based on our conversations of at least the first three we've talked about in the AFC South that the one we would have all as a group gravitated towards first would be Titans all under, given that if things kinda go the way we think in that general yeah. path and we talk tough top what, eleven toughest strength of schedule. That might result in a okay under under eight at two to one. You might get a, a scenario where eight and nine is it could end up being a ceiling type of year, depending on how some of those games play out early. Yeah, and, and you know, with the eight being a with the eight being a push, I mean that's I would be I, I'd be fairly comfortable. I'm with perfectly okay with, with with anybody doing that. I'm not betting it though because I wouldn't be surprised. Like if you told me they swept the Jags and Texans I, this year, I'm not surprised, and that's four wins right off the bat, right? So and that's the only reason I'd probably be staying away from it. Not right? Of, it's not like they don't have room. to be good, right? Yeah. It's like they don't have, they to, don't be have to be good yeah. to beat up on the dregs right. of of the league, and unfortunately for them, two of the very worst happen to be in their division, so they get them four times collectively, you know. And so that's that's like the big problem with with the Texans in, in all this. But I'm actually gonna. I actually would probably shop around a little bit on those Texans all tunders because that you know you you kind of look at the schedule: Colts, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, Titans, Eagles, Dolphins. Which again, that's kind of the toss-up is whether people think the Dolphins are actually going to be better or not or whatever. Browns, but that's Browns aren't until Week 13. Do they have Deshaun Watson back then? Right. Back by then, Dallas, Kansas City. Then you get Tennessee for the second time. And then you get Indianapolis. So the, the only teams I didn't mention in there are the Bears, the Jags twice, the Commanders, and the Giants. Do they win four of those five games? Yeah. That's what how it comes looks. down to. I enjoyed watching you do that. that do they that, come? That do they do they win yeah. four of those five games? Is basically. I would also add it. on the on the whole price shopping thing. There are a number of books that have both the Colts and the and the uh, Titans right now at nine and a half is their base win total. Mm-hmm. So this one we're showing Colts base is ten, Titans base is nine. If you could find, I mean, I'm sure you can find an alt eight and a half out there, juiced yeah. up with the under juiced at a, at a plus price. So that would be pretty tempting as well. Uh, again, same principle kind of applies yeah. what we're talking about, but 8-9 and nine in that case is not a push. That is yep. actually a win. Uh, we'll talk NFC North a little bit later since we will preview the Packers, one of our teams in 32 teams, 32 shows tonight. We'll talk Colts a little bit later on in the show. But up next, our Open Championship preview continues. We talk to our friend Ben Raza, talk all things at Old Course at St. Andrews. That is coming up on the other side here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back on primetime action, we'll talk some golf here in just a second. A couple of updated scores, though, Matt. Uh, Josh Harrison and the White Sox. That's a solo bomb for Harrison. Three zip to the Sox. Uh, so they're all over Connor Pilkington right now. And then, uh, let's see, the, uh, the Blue Jays against, all, we talked about the shorthanded lineup there for the Philadelphia Phillies. couple of early runs in the first inning on a Teoscar Hernandez double. 2-1. Phil's got one back there in the top of the second on an RBI ground out from Odubel Herrera. So some early scores there. And then uh, Pirates-Marlins. 1-1, one, one. our, our anti-sweat. Uh, look, it's early. We're, it's kind of been uh, lukewarm so far because we're waiting on our game to actually start in a rain delay right now uh, in, that, uh, in that Mariners national spot. But 1-1 uh, one, one there in Miami. Jake Marisnik is homered for the Pirates. And then uh, Joey Wendell, a sack fly there in the bottom of the third. That's yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at uh, see if any of the odds have changed. They haven't really, so everything is sitting – Everything's sitting about the same as where we said before. It looks like it's still 315 on the Yankees. Again, that's an 805 as we sit right now. And uh, Josiah Gray and the Nationals, 120 on okay. them. We'll see if those actually take place. <laughs> we think they are going to. Uh, let us talk some golf. We began doing our deep dive into the Open Championship, the old course at St. Andrews, last night on the show. We'll continue to do it each and every night here leading up to the tournament. And so pleased to be joined now by Ben Raza, who is the uh, Director of Betting at Stogotastic. Uh, and, uh, Ben, we talk about this course and, and what to generally expect in a tournament like this as you've started your, your own deep dive. What have you settled on as far as uh, the criteria you're looking at that will lead to success and, uh, and guys in your portfolio this week? Yeah, it's obviously going to be a very, very interesting tournament. Normally, you know, when we talk about the old course, we talk about Lynx golf, I'm thinking hurricane winds, crazy scrambling. But so far, it looks like it might be a little calm. So I've dialed up the approach game. Obviously, I want my guys to attack these pins because if St. Andrews doesn't have wind, I have a feeling we could see really, really low scores this week. Yeah, Ben, that was going to be my first question for you here because I have approached this, and again, if it goes if it goes sideways here, I'm probably going to lose a, a ton of money this week, but I have <laughs> approached this as if this is going to be kind of in that 15 to 20-ish under range, right? I mean, and, and so I've eliminated some players that I typically – you know, play in tougher course conditions, but I don't really want a Will Zalatoris or a Matt Fitzpatrick or whatever if it's going to be more birdies and stuff like that. I like those guys more to, to grind. And so is that how you have been kind of approaching as well? Are you are you looking more at these guys that are going to be able to go out and score as opposed to some of these guys that we typically look at as grinders? I really am. Yeah. If you, uh, if you get crushed, you'll have company. Cause I'm taking the same approach. <laughs> let me tell you some of these guys that, I mean, I think Will Z is the perfect example. I, you know, if he has to make 25 birdies and he's going to have these 10 foot putts, I don't know if he can keep up with the field. If it's absolutely brutal and seven under four under something like that wins the tournament, he's got a great shot. Like a lot of these guys, but I want my guys who are able to attack, who are able to go low, uh, 14 par fours on this course. You're going to get short irons in your hand, but you have to convert these putts. Again, Ben Raza joining us. Give him a follow at JazzRazDFS. Curious to your thoughts, Ben, on some of these guys who've had big moves in their favor, uh, whereas we've started to get all the, the narratives and the storylines coming out. Certain guys, certainly a lot of the public is behind. Uh, Shane Lowry, one of those guys. We've seen his number cut way down in a guy, certainly with course form and history here at a place like this. We've seen him play really well in bad conditions and in good conditions as well. So where do you stand on a guy like that that certainly a lot of public betters are going to look at and, and certainly want to be all over this week? Yeah, obviously a former Open champion. I, I do think that he's best suited for really difficult conditions. He's one of the best players in strokes uh, against holes that are under, over par 
during the season. Tough par fours, he really excels in that. I'm not sure we're going to see a lot of those. So, you know, I see him floating in that low to mid-20 range. There's a lot of guys I think I would rather click on before I click Shane Lowry this week. Ben, what are some of the stats that you typically look at that maybe you aren't looking at so much this week? Do you are, are you factoring in driving distance? I mean, I know that if this thing is if this thing is one of the you know like we're like we're seeing like you said maybe no maybe not near much wind as we thought. Hey, look if you can bomb it out there, they might be driving the you know some of these longer guys might be driving the greens on four or five of these holes and stuff like that. So I mean. I kind of factored that in where I didn't think I was going to maybe like a week and a half ago, but like now I think that's kind of creeping in for me. I think so as well. And I, I kind of will take it one step further. I've really started to look, and I don't do this a lot, at some proximity ranges that are really short, like inside 100 yards, like wedges, 75 to 100 yards. Because I think it's very possible on a lot of these par fours that some of these guys like Rory are hitting, you know, they got like 60 yards left uh, on their approach shots and being able to really get, I guess, quote unquote, up and down from those is going to make the difference. So I, I think a lot of guys can be really aggressive off the tee here. Obviously got to keep it out of the fescue and whatnot, but if, if it's dried out and it's running, uh, I wouldn't be stunned to see people driving a lot of these greens. And you see Rory now down to a nine to one short shot, at least at DraftKings. Talking, Ben, about some of these short shots and, and that first page we just showed of the guys in that 30 to one and shorter list. Who do you trust the most? Who do you still feel like has some value entering this tournament, given that uh, what we've kind of established so far about who you're emphasizing this week? Yeah, I mean, I think Rory is the rightful favorite. I just I don't think I can click him inside 10 to one. I'm going to go to the guy that I think is probably playing the worst of the bunch. I'm going to click on John Rahm. I saw him, you know, 16 to 20 to one out there, and I know it hasn't been the best run of form for him. Didn't really show up last week in Scotland. He's making the cuts, uh, but not really threatening. I still think, though, his game, his abilities off the tee, if you take around the green out a little bit or, or you at least tone it down, everything else still measures out really good for Rahm. Tee to green, he's strong. Obviously, he won earlier the year in Mexico. I'm not saying that's the same type of field, but I still believe that uh, he can flip that switch. So seeing his number where it is, he was actually where I was drawn, even though the form is not nearly what a guy like Rory says. So what about, what are you doing with kind of that, that next tier, right? I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to see some of the numbers that we are getting on some fairly elite players. I mean, I understand that, you know, Sam Burns goes out, shoots three under first day in the Scottish open and then, and then completely, uh, bombs it after that. But I mean, you're getting some pretty big numbers on a multiple time winner with win equity. You know, as I see, you know, higher than you can get like 45 to one still on a guy like him. You know, some of these other guys, Neiman, it's sitting at 50. What are you doing in that range right there? Any of those guys make your card? I think so. And normally I would be vehemently opposed to some of these guys. I think Link's style golf is a, a kind of something that you need experience. But if it's not going to play like traditional links in the sense of, you know, really crazy conditions, I think the pure scores like Sam Burns, he's built for that. We've seen it time and time again, birdie or better percentage, the ability to go really low. Uh, the one other guy, and I'm going to get myself into trouble as I always do, we can't close. I like Tony Finau this week. I really do think it sets up well for him. He's been playing good golf. He was good at Travelers. He was absolutely terrible at the U.S. Open, but this does not seem like it's going to play like a U.S. Open. Tee to green, he's been absolutely fantastic. His number is taking money, there's no doubt. But I am drawn once again to Tony, and I know that hasn't paid out in the out outright market too often. Ben, you, you and I really are. I added him this morning as well, so we really are going to either get crushed together. <laughs> have a great week. Like, like, we, we really are, so we'll, we'll be in the same boat, my friend. That, that's the synergy we need because uh, I get myself into him all the time. It's, it's a dangerous game with Finau, but one of these days he's going to cash that ticket. Like it's not the first time we've entered a tournament with this, with this same, like literally the same exact uh, discussion. And we talked to Ben thinking that, look, this could certainly, based on the weather we've, we've discussed, could turn into a much lower scoring contest than we've seen in, in opens of past years. When that happens, you certainly can see high variance when you get a, a, a pseudo birdie fest of a, a major championship like this one. Any guys longer on the board that you feel like do have some win equity now that we are kind of thinking this could be one of those open championships that's settled in that mid-teens to, to near 20 under range. I do think it does open it up, and there's a couple names that I was drawn to. I, I'll be honest, I don't think I can click Bryson. I looked at him, but I just don't know where he's at. He Talk about, he might drive all 18 holes. He might say, forget it. I don't care. Uh, I just think he's going to get himself into too much trouble, but one guy who's playing, quote-unquote, terrible, but he was the talk of the town not that long ago, 
What about Cam Young at 130 to one? This is a guy that's really struggled in recent weeks, but it wasn't that long ago where we were talking about him in the Will Z category of close about to break through. And I think if it plays really easy, there's no doubting a guy like Cam Young's ball striking off the tee game is up there with Rom and Hovland and Rory types. He struggled at the U.S. Open, struggled at the Scottish Open. Maybe this plays a lot easier, and I think that could really help a guy like Cam Young, who was looking for a big bounce back. He was terrible last week. Well, this is just silly. Matt's got a right smile guy. on his that's face. The other <laughs> that's the other guy I added this morning, so this has just gotten this has gotten silly now. So we got about 45 seconds, Ben, just real <laughs> quick. Uh, any DFS values that you see? Any guys that are, that are drastically underpriced for our people that are going to play in the uh, big millionaire maker this weekend? So I certainly think in that mid-range, a guy like Max Homa, who's just time and time again returning good quality, top 20s, things of that nature. He's paired with the GOAT. He's got that Tiger swag with him. He's sub 8K. I think if you're going to build balance, you got to look to him and Neiman in that mid-range. I really like starting there and working from uh, working around that. Yeah, and give him a follow at Jazz DFS. Ben Raza, Director of Betting at Stochastic. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. Sounds like you and Matt, you know, you guys just need to hang out, like yeah. have a sleepover or something. <laughs> just, like, you know, best, best friends, pretty much. Well, or, betting everything. Well, I mean, yeah, or either that or we'll be like drinking whiskey together after we well, get absolutely well, destroyed this week. I mean, I'm a glass yeah. half full kind yeah, of guy, then, yeah. so I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. But, uh, Ben, <laughs> it's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Best of luck to you and obviously kind of pseudo to Matt as well on, on the plays this week. Thanks again for joining us. Appreciate it, guys. We have uh, we have more baseball uh, updates happening. Andrew McCutcheon, two-run homer for the Brewers. So the uh, the anti-fade in full force. And also, I'm a Brewer fan, so I'm, yeah. I'm rooting for that anyway. Two-nothing Brewers there in the bottom of the first inning. White Sox have taken a four-nothing lead. They are all over Connor Pilkington, top of the third inning there. Uh, we will continue to up some scores. We'll do that with Kelly Bidlin on the other side. As we get into our number two, get into 32 teams and 32 shows in a few minutes here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.